0: where three friends come together to talk about the stories behind the matches. I'm Matt.
1: I'm Michael, the Toolman Temple. And I am the Public shane of me Aw, I like that.
0: <laughs> Welcome to episode 101,
2: Ultra Clash 1993. And it is kind of like uh, the intro to Paul Heyman's ECW 101, right yeah. baby?
1: We sound like a... We, we sound like a college class now. Yeah. Wrestling History X One Hundred and One. Uh huh. That's
0: right. Heyman One Hundred and One. Wrestling History X One Hundred
1: and One. <laughs> Just all
2: classes in session. Yes. Fuck Can't yeah. wait till we get to you know Nitro One Hundred and One. This is the Almost first. <laughs> this is the first Ultra Clash produced
0: by the ECW. It would take place on September Eighteenth, Nineteen Ninety Three, at the ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. With an attendance of 1,131 people.
2: It's all they can hold. Hell
0: yeah. The place is packed. I'm assuming. the gills. But we're in Philadelphia. Philly's shame. This is like the foreverth time that we've gone to Philly. <laughs> yeah. What did we get shipped in?
1: Well, I had to go back to the drawing board. Because, you know, we've been to Philly a few times. A few. Got, gotta be... A few. Mm-hmm. Somewhat creative, and uh, I figured between the three of us, we are—I'd uh, say—we uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we are uh, <laughs> uh, an esteemed trio of burger connoisseurs here. The boys of buns. Oh, yes. very good. That's yeah, our hamburger so. podcast, Boys on Buns. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <laughs> count me in. <laughs> so I was—I was looking up what is uh, what are some popular burgers in Philadelphia and one of the places that popped up was a place called punk burger so it kinda sparked something in my head that here in Oklahoma City we don't have a punk burger we have a burger punk and so why not uh, try our version of something similar to what they have there looking over the menu it uh, just happened to be a uh, fate that for a show called ultra clash they have a burger on their menu called the clash so Ooh. it just it went hand in hand and then serendipity
2: yeah i was like trying to think of a clash song to start singing
1: yeah uh, some cow got murdered so uh, somebody eat enough of these murdered. and I'd, I'd never want to be sedated that's a different band <laughs> <laughs> is that not the clash <laughs> no that is the ramones oh whoops Maybe they sang the song "Once Upon a Time." I'm gonna make you some some send you some Spotify playlists. It's not like it's Carly Ray Jepson. Leave me alone. I'm t- i the Clash is much more important to me than Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> Anyways, blasphemy. <laughs> I, I disagree. The Clash from Burger Punk here in Oklahoma City, right on the edge of the Paseo District, is a uh, I believe it's a five-ounce burger cooked to a nice pinky medium, topped with. Grilled onions, jalapenos, American cheese, nacho cheese Doritos, a hoisin mayo, some cilantro, and then I'm guessing a little squeeze of lime because lime is listed on the ingredients. But flavor-wise, yeah, this is a, a fucking... It's more than a base hit. Blast. It feels
2: like a home run. Yes.
1: A body slam. Mm-hmm. A hurricane. A pile driver to the palate. <laughs> yeah, a standing ovation. A pile driver to the palate. I like that. I like oh, that. That. <laughs> that is good. That is good. So if you're ever in Oklahoma City, check out uh, Burger Punk. If you're ever in Philadelphia, check out Punk Burger, because that's who made me want to go to Burger Punk. Yeah. So hopefully they're as tasty as this uh, delicious burger.
2: I give this one five... Chair shots? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chair shots. Chair shots. Uh-huh. Five lost in the supermarkets. <laughs> five scaffold rings. I was trying to think of other classes. Rungs, that's something. the word. I oh, yeah.
0: Rungs, scaffold rungs. But while we're all enjoying this burger, something that happened right around the same time as this show, the best Rollerblade
2: movie of all time would be released. Airborne. Why is it called Airborne? I don't even think they jump in the movie. They ride the Devil's Backbone. But I always found the title confusing.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh... They, they, Could have called, could've they called leap, it Bladen.
2: They
0: leap off of something... At some point, yeah,
2: I'm sure. It just at least seems to make the least. I always like airborne. Sounds like it should be a movie about like bicycle jumping, or I don't know. If you do tricks,
0: you, you're you're jumping up onto
2: yeah to grind. And... But the like the point of the movie is at the end they go down. They just go down a hill really fast. Yeah, they're fast. going down a huge hill. Yeah, the devil's backbone. Exactly. That's such a such a uh, inspired name. For a hill. <laughs> the Devil's Backbone. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder how many movies have a hill called the Devil's Backbone in them. There's got to be more than one. Sure it sounds problem. like more than you know, a hill from an eighties ski movie or something. Mm-hmm. But we had some descent. You're a Solar Babies fan.
1: Yes. I'm I'm a which I'm gonna an have to old check soul. out. I love me some Solar Babies. It's a uh, a nineteen eighties classic. old, old. shut up.
2: <laughs> it um, happens to the best of us.
1: <laughs> yeah, Solar Babies. It's sometime in the mid-80s, uh it has a very 80s cl- uh, cast of Jason Patrick, Jamie Gertz, Lucas Haas, one of the Deloese brothers is in it. Um yeah, it's Not named Dom? No. I can't remember. I think it's Peter. I, I believe so. Names. The one that was in that freaking show 21 Jump Street. Oh. Yeah, I think it was Peter.
2: But well, yeah, I never saw Solar Babies but Prayer of the Roller Boys, another futuristic rollerblading movie. Uh, I quite like it. Has futuristic drugs and violence. Oh yeah!
1: But my, uh, my Solar Babies. A... cast would definitely party down with each other.
2: Oh, for sure. Like Roller Boys has Patricia Arquette, always uh, fine with seeing her in a movie. And then Solar Bears had a Jamie Gertz. Always had a crush on Jamie Gertz. So I might have to do a double feature. I mean, <laughs> Jack
0: Black's in Airborne. Enough
2: said. I'm, I guess. I'm not the world's biggest Jack Black fan.
1: I know. More, more blasphemy. I, mean. <laughs> I know. I either like him in it or I don't like him in it. Yeah. I mean, you know, not, not everybody hits <laughs> it no all in between. Me. I don't think, I, that I, think you, I think
0: we're Literally, I feel like we have three almost different styles of movies. Because Airborne is complete comedy. I mean, is, oh, I mean is Solar saw... Baby a
2: com- Is it designed to be a comedy? Or uh, it's or a like... It's unsuccessful it's sci-fi, Sci-fi probably?
1: 80s, so there is a comedy twist to it because... It was the eighties, so if you watch it you're now you're probably gonna laugh at what it looks like. But what was taken as believable back in nineteen eighty six. Yeah. The um it's crazy that they would ever think
2: to be like but I guess roller ball, another futuristic roller I guess those are roller skates, right?
1: Those are roller skates. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Well technically in, solar babies is also roller skates. Oh, okay. Oh, Skate blades, I was right?
0: <laughs> Airborne <laughs> is the best rollerblade. Yeah. <laughs> Airborne was, yeah, it was maybe just maybe that's on TV. Why I've all never time.
1: seen it because I'm, I'm admitting right here it's now at 43 years old, I've never actually rollerbladed. Oh my gosh, good I for never, you! I've never rollerbladed either. Yeah. Really?
2: I feel like you maybe maybe it's if just my movie, I'd age. I don't know. It just seemed like everybody had a pair of rollerblades at some point. You used them for like six months and then never used them again. <laughs>
0: I'd rather roller skate. I can roller skate
2: like pretty well. Pretty well. You can, can you use roller skate backwards? can
1: damn i'm too afraid to even attempt i can but it's very slow (laughs) i I can't do those you know cool tricks like people do that you see on tv where they're like skating forward and then they just turn around and all of a sudden they're going backwards i have to stop slowly turn around and then do like the the old school push my feet out pull my feet in push my feet Mm. out pull my feet in (laughs) enough of
2: these rollerblades
0: well, let's talk some Ultra Clash 93. Quick note before we before we start, since the last ECW show we covered, Eastern Championship Wrestling had become the flagship promotion of the National Wrestling Alliance, the NWA. And Paul Heyman, I mean, we mentioned Heyman 101. Mm-hmm. Literally, he had been taken over as Booker of the Promotion. And this was his first
2: show to do so. This is kind of... What we've been waiting on in, in these ECW shows that we've been watching, where we're just like, is it extreme yet? When <laughs> it gets a little bit more extreme in like spurts, and uh, you know, here's where we start to pull the Band-Aid off.
0: Absolutely. But the logo flies onto the screen, and we get the opening montage package before we go to our first match: the public enemy of Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge versus Ian Rotten and Jason Knight. Now, both Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge have been inducted into the Hardcore Hall of Fame, which is basically ECW's version of the Hall of Fame.
2: That means they they spray paint your name on the back of the bingo hall. Or in the bathroom. Whichever... (laughs) How yeah yeah it means that uh you your name is tattooed on the back of tommy dreamer <laughs> 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 he just got all these crummy tattoos of guys names on his back
0: but we have seen Rocco rock before all the way back at starrcade 1990 he was colonel de in the tag team tournament memorial tournament thing that they did with people from different countries. Uh,
1: okay,
0: oh,
2: okay. Starcade. They always give us a, gi- a gimmick. We don't want a gimmick. We just want some straight wrestling. Matches. We want we want uh, you know, a more wrestling focused WrestleMania. And what do we get? Rarely if ever Declert, DeClerc. DeCurc, yeah, DeClerc. Whatever DeCurc. his name was. Yeah. <laughs> but that was all the way back in
0: episode 51, so it's it's been a while since we we talked that show. We get Joey Styles as the lone commentator.
1: Give me a hell yeah. I mean, hell yeah, but boy, is he ever alone on commentary tonight. I mean,
2: he's, that's the thats the thing. Joey Styles can be alone, but he hasn't. He's here,
1: and you know it's Joey, but it's not, oh my God, Joey. Quite no, yet. it's, Joey talks a lot about fashion tonight and people's styles. and Maybe he's a fashionista. Makes some interesting calls that even caught my attention. All
0: right. There's some scaffolding set up around the ring, for later in the show.
2: Oh yeah, when was the last time we saw a scaffold match? Don't actually look it up. I'm just saying it's been a while, and you know, has there been one since uh, Corney broke his tailbone or whatever?
1: I think there was it was one more next year. Yeah, right? I think yeah, that I sounds like right. The next year, and then I don't then think have, there's been ones. I
2: think the
0: last one we saw was the one with PN News, Steve. It was Steve Austin's first match. PN News was in the
2: scaffold match with Austin. I know that the first time I saw PN News, Austin was there.
1: But I don't remember.
0: so I want to say I want to say it was ninety one, because I, I want to say it was Steve. Like I said, I think it was yeah. Steve Austin's first match that we ever saw. PN News was on the opposite side, yo baby, and they basically did capture the flag. Oh instead yeah, of mm-hmm. whoever fell off
2: the scaffold because no like, one wanted to take that bump. Off. Of course not. Steve Austin can work, and PN News heart would like fucking. Fall like explode if he fell because the man was far from fit. Yo, baby, far from fit.
1: Yo, baby, yo, baby, yo. <laughs> oh, it's listed as one of the five worst wrestling matches of 1991. You were, you were good on the year there. <laughs> was it fall brawl? No, it wasn't fall brawl, it was Green, um, American Bash, Bobby Eaton, and PN News versus Steve Austin and Terry Table. Terry Taylor in a scaffold match, Great American Bash, 1991. We'll go ahead and give you five points for that. Five uh-huh. points. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm in third
2: place. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm in second place, barely. <laughs> <So> public- <laughs> <And> I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> now you just have a good memory. At least you remember that. Yeah. One, right? Seared into your um, into your young brain.
0: The match gets going, and Public Enemy attacks before the bell. With Rocco tossing Nye out of the ring while Grunge hits a leg drop, a power slam, multiple elbow drops on Ian. Rock comes back in to help with a double team pile driver. Rocco with an elbow drop on Rotten and then Public Enemy tosses Ian to the floor, followed by Rock hitting a somersault plancha
2: onto him. Uh, what? It's like, all right, well, we're doing stuff already. <laughs> Well, I'm not, I wasn't so ready for us to be doing things already. They just kick right into yeah. gear here.
0: Knight, it's not rotten. Knight has made his way back into the ring while Rocco runs rotten into the ring post on the outside. Johnny's working over Jason with a leg drop, and then Rock hits a second rope moonsault, but doesn't make a cover.
2: I know! I was like, what is this guy doing here? Hasn't any... he... Rookie mistake. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Are you really going to flex on him like that? <laughs> At least give him the dignity of attempting the pin.
0: <laughs> Knights knocked to the floor after a head slam into a grunge boot. Johnny follows out to dish out more damage before running him into a ring post. Rotten makes his way back into the ring, reverses an Irish whip, but doesn't see the blind tag. So after Rock slides under him, grunge is right there with a clothesline, a body slam, falling headbutt, a reverse DDT. Followed by Rocco coming off the top with a Somersault Centon for the pin and, and the win.
2: Yeah, there was no breaks for this fake team that doesn't have a name. Poor Ian Rodden and Jason Knight <sighs> yeah, just got, they had just got yeah, just got bumped bumped. <laughs> uh, and didn't really get anything in. Uh good I mean, you know, let public enemy get over. They have a name, they have a a look. Yeah. I don't know that I'd want to wrestle in that, but hey, it's nineteen ninety three, what do I know?
1: They can moonsault
2: Yeah, and these guys too are like They don't look like they should be doing Uh -uh. these moves Or they don't look like they should be able to pull these moves off Like big guys do that But these guys don't even look like big athletic guys
0: Post-match, Public Enemy double clotheslines Ian And beats on him a bit more with another somersault senton Before
2: tossing him out of the ring That was a, a lot of dangerous stuff and no wrestling But quite entertaining
0: I think that's kind of the uh, ECW, the ECW <laughs> way. Yeah, it is for sure. So we're off to our second match: Iron Man Tommy Cairo versus Tony the Hitman Stetson with Hunter Q. Robbins the Third for the ECW Pennsylvania State Championship.
2: Guys, is this like the? These guys are both go to Penn State, and they have like. A belt for that's all I can that. think of every time I hear them talking <laughs> They about both the have their own belt, they both have a belt like for the boys on the wrestling team of the college. It's just a funny name for it.
0: I mean, it's just like an NWA, yeah, sure. mid Atlantic yeah. heavyweight mm-hmm. championship. I mean, it's yeah, the state championship.
2: I wonder what the, lineage, what the lineage of this esteemed title is like. Cairo won it, and in we a never match, saw it again. like six months ago. And oh, yeah. I'm just curious to see how long we'll see it stick around. So the champ comes out first. (laughs) Foreshadowing? I mean, Hmm.
0: typically. So Stetson attacks before the bell, hitting a clothesline, choking Tommy, double throat thrust, raking the eyes with the shoelaces, all before throwing him from the ring. Once they're back in, Cairo hits a hip toss and a spinning heel kick to knock Tony out to the floor, where Robbins
2: helps him to regroup. It was a nice little combo. Also, we got a new, like, biker gimmick now. Who knows? Because <laughs> we don't know who these guys are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've seen them before, but... have seen them before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say,
1: I've seen... Mm-hmm. I want to say I've seen, you know, Tommy Cairo run down we've at seen one both point of them and wrestle, stuff. but... I apologize for I don't bringing, bringing it up. up. I'm sorry. We I honestly don't remember seeing the Hitman before this match.
0: You guys have made fun that is. Nickname's the Hitman. Oh yeah. yeah, we have Okay, well that's upset. how many really more than was more than One
1: Hitman. Hitman. But there's been plenty of nature boys. Better luck so. next time, Tony.
0: So things calm down and the two men go into
2: a test of strength. Oh, I love a good test of strength.
1: Only, and I, unironically,
2: like a good test of strength.
0: <laughs> only for Iron Man to deliver a suplex out of it for a two count. The Hitman looks to escape out to the floor again, but ends up crotching himself on the ring post.
2: You gotta be better than that, buddy. Brett would never Don't do that. it to yourself.
0: Back in the ring, Stetson takes control momentarily with chokes and knee drops until Cairo overpowers him to hit a fallaway slam. Tommy then hits a belly-to-belly for the pin, and no, Tony gets his boot on the rope. Iron Man then hits an overhead belly-to-belly for a near fall, and again Tony escapes to the outside to regroup. The hitman, with a body slam, stomping away on Cairo, only for Tommy to hit a shot to the gut charge into the corner with a back elbow, and makes the cover. But again, Stetson gets a boot on the
2: rope. Iron Man hits a... You gotta get both legs. Scoop them both up.
1: And see, the five-year-old inside of me is saying, huh, you said a boot. (laughs) Iron Man hits a snap suplex, but Tony is too
0: close to the ropes again as he gets a boot on the ropes once again. The hitman then hits a leaping clothesline while Robbins jumps on the apron to distract the ref. Oh my gosh, no. Steps in, grabs the title belt, hitting Cairo across the head with it, making the cover for the pin. And,
2: and the, the win. win. And new! See, I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know who had this belt before this next started. I, mean, I already forgot. Actually, was it, Andu?
0: <laughs> out... Yeah, the champ came out first. Yeah. That's right. I, re- I said that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you asked how long we'd see this title? Uh... This would be the
2: last time uh, we ever see this championship. I wonder if he still owns the belt, if the man is still alive, hopefully. If he's just, like, sitting in a closet somewhere. And
1: final! (laughs) (laughs) I don't even remember what the belt looked like. It could have just been a belt buckle. One of those muscle belts that, you know, just said Pennsylvania State on the back of it or something. (laughs) Had a big Nittany lion on it. <laughs>
0: we go to our third match: Super Destroyer Number One versus Super Destroyer Number Two, Ooh, with Hunter Q. Robbins the third, in a mask versus mask match.
2: And as I am Super Destroyer Number Three, it hurts me to see my brother's feud like this. I'm gonna abstain from picking a side. Destroyathon
1: 1993. <laughs>
2: So, I guess
0: Destroyer Two has turned heel and aligned himself with Robbins since the last time we saw them.
2: Yeah, why not? That's basically all I could find <laughs> about why they were facing each other. Can you believe it? It's the Mask Daddy, Mask Daddy match.
1: Well, if I remember right, the Suicide Blondes are no longer there, so old Hunter Q. Robin's the Third needed a new.
2: I mean, Hunter Q. Robbins is just gonna when Somebody. Paul if Paul when Paulie's when it's not um, a top of the card match, then uh, Hunter Q. Robbins is your heel manager, and then if you're a guy that they really want to get over,
1: the Paulie's your manager. I mean, we got Paulie dangerously. We got Hunter Q. Robbins. I'm gonna have to rethink my name and come back as just Shane R. Britton. <laughs> I need yeah. to fit in. Yeah.
0: So Hunter takes the mic, and I have no clue what he said.
2: Yeah, this is uh, recorded yeah poor
0: <laughs> But Joey tells us that he made a very mature comment about the way Destroyer 1 looks. Yeah. Which I think was his way of saying that he made fun of the way Destroyer 1 yeah, looks. Yeah, like,
2: uh, you know, the, they both look like uh, various weight classes of the GIMP from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> like, I don't feel like these are wrestling masks as much as they are SNM um, masks. Yeah. So the two men are feeling each other out as the match starts until
0: Destroyer 1 goes for an inside cradle for a two count. Knee lift and a pump handle slam from Destroyer 2 works on the arm with knee drops, headbutts into it, an arm bar wrapping it around the rope, trying to hyperextend it. But Destroyer 1 sweeps the legs of Destroyer 2 multiple times, followed by a leg snap, headbutt to the gut, and applies a spinning
2: toehold. Can you believe it? It's a wrestling match. I couldn't believe it. I was I was popping. I was like, they started with a... with a, with a Between s- two guys named Super Destroyer? Uh, yeah, yes. a, a collar and elbow, and they're like, yeah, there's about to be a whole bunch of arm work. I was over the roof about this.
0: Until Destroyer 2 kicks Destroyer 1 off to go headfirst into the turnbuckle. Destroyer 2 goes back to work on the arm before hitting a side slam for a two count. Destroyer 1 responds with kicks to the knee going back to the spinning toehold and elbow drops on the leg until Destroyer 2 escapes with a shot to the back of the head. Destroyer 2 charges into a corner only for Destroyer 1 to move, sending Destroyer 2 headfirst into the ring post.
2: Posted. I guess it's leg work. Where's their arm work too?
0: Destroyer 1 then hits a standing senton <sighs> for the pin and, and the, the win.
2: <laughs> I love this. It's up there for one of the better matches on this show. I just didn't, it just was not ready to expect it, and they had like a real-ass wrestling match that made sense. It wasn't just a bunch of guys doing big moves to each other, and also, it's just a thing if you're a big guy, especially at this point in time, it's still true today, it's like, oh, your big move is a senton, (laughs) and uh, I always love to see it. Post match, Destroyer Two
0: doesn't want to unmask, of course so not. Destroyer One comes over and helps him out, ripping the mask off to unveil someone who we don't know. No,
2: and neither does Joey Styles. I mean, I know him because I'm Super Destroyer Three, but you know, and I can't
1: tell you. you Got to protect a secret identity. Uh-huh. Joey Styles quote there. I know that face. I know who that is, but the name doesn't come to my head. Yeah, I was like I think <laughs> like, you know, I think either. that he works at the liquor store near my house. <laughs> <laughs> but for those listening, Super Destroyer One was AJ Petrucci. Oh. Super Destroyer Two was Doug Stahl, who was actually trained by Alpha of the Wild Samoans. Maybe that's why we had a wrestling match. Yeah. Once upon a time, he even had a uh, a character known as, and I don't think it's the same one, and maybe I'm wrong. He could have just been a fill in for a day, but a character by the name of Black Scorpion.
2: Oh my God! Not the same one. I know, but I'm always looking, scouring the internet for more Black Scorpion content.
1: <laughs> Why?
2: Uh, you know, I like to torture myself.
1: If my friend Oli Anderson is out there,
2: <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Destroyer 1 then takes a mic and says he is the only masked wrestler left in ECW. Oh, when backwards. all of a sudden, Dark Patriot comes out, <gasps> grabbing a chair and slamming it across the back of Destroyer 1, before Destroyer
2: 2 hits a pile driver on the chair multiple times. Pretty rough. And also, of course Patriot's pissed. You just didn't even think to name him. You Could have yeah. called him out and started a feud. Just completely disregarded him. He wears a mask?
1: Yeah, his mask even has stuff on it. It's not just some black mask.
2: JT
0: Smith then hits the ring, drop kicking both Destroyer 2 and Dark Patriot, causing Patriot to start climbing to the top of the scaffolding that is around the ring. JT follows up on the scaffold, which leads us to our fourth match.
2: I know I was surprised at this transition. It's a cool idea, but it doesn't really make sense with how like a wrestling card typically would work. So it's a fun thing to try out, but uh, it kind of caught me off guard.
1: Maybe they were short on time. I'm just wondering, was Probably this an not. actual planned match? Or was this just one of those, like, what do you mean? Teddy Long for the moment?
0: Yes, it was a planned match. It was, <laughs> was, it like, was on the promo and yeah, everything getting ready for the It's so show. unplanned
2: that in my notes I don't have, like, a number for the match. Because I just, like, kept going. Was like, it just keeps <laughs> moving, so I keep writing. So we got our fourth
0: match, Dark Patriot versus J.T. Smith in a scaffold match. J.T. catches up with Patriot up above the ring, only for Dark Patriot to throw powder into his face. It's scary. Before hitting a DDT. Also scary. When they're standing up, there is an air conditioning unit in the way of their heads.
2: Yeah, and there's like a pole as well. That's how high up they are. Yeah. like, they can literally reach up and probably touch the ceiling. <laughs> Definitely. This... Scaffold matches are always, even if they're bad, you're always like, God damn, that fall. That thought. And these guys are being more reckless, so you're on edge immediately as it starts. Even though I don't know anything about these guys, really. And I don't know anything about this feud, or if there is one. Just, like, the sheer fact that they're up there is so, terrifying, because you don't want to see anybody fall off of that. <laughs> like, that's from super dangerous.
0: From few... a ECW shows ago, whenever we were watching the TV show and they cut away in the middle of a match and we saw the dude fall off the Eagle's Nest. Yeah. That was JT Smith falling off in a match with Dark Patriots. Yeah. Oh, that's what set this
2: match up, basically. Which is crazy. I feel like that. They, I mean, there's been a lot of falls off of that as ECW progresses from here, but yeah. I feel like that that's an image that I've seen a million times. And it was like the first one when we started watching these early ECW shows where I was like, oh, I've seen that image. They probably play it a million times. They have it in
0: the opening montage of like
2: every episode. I guess that's why I've seen it. Yeah, that as well. But like, yeah, it's like, oh, like, this is probably the first thing you see if you put on uh, the rise and fall.
0: Patriot then runs Smith into a pipe that is hung from the ceiling so that it clotheslines him. Dark Patriot rakes the eyes, then takes a string out of his pants, using it to choke JT, causing Smith to almost fall off. But he grabs the pipe to hold himself up.
2: Ugh. That pipe is even scary. Mm-hmm. Like,
1: we don't know what, how strong that thing is. It just makes me wonder, like placement of the scaffold over the ring. Every while I was watching it, since you could only see it for the most part from that one side, I just kept thinking if they fall off the other side, they're going to fall over and onto the floor. I mean, because it looks depending, like depending of it's just hanging right on the edge of the ring. Very
0: possible because there's definitely room on the camera, camera side, side more, yeah. of the ring before they get to the scaffold to climb up. Yeah. So literally the backside is probably even with the back rope. Probably. Yeah, or, or
2: close enough that that yeah. fall was... Uh, but yeah, this Scary. is... Like, only this far into it, and still this is this, like, most nail-biting scaffold match we've covered. Yes. Like, the other ones, you know, the flag one was, like, just kind of whatever yeah it seemed it looked like they were being careful this looks legitimately like a fight on a scaffold
0: jt now has the drawstring starts choking patriot but a rake of the eyes and a face plant into the scaffold regains control for dark patriot patriot then hits a straddling ddt off the pipe onto the scaffold but smith starts fighting back hitting a drop kick.
2: JT are, are you leaving your feet? Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I, I'm, not, no, nah. I'm not even getting up there. Like, fuck
1: no. The, the like, these like guys. I might hold onto the railing and, you know, yeah, throw a a wheat kick up or something, but one I, leg is staying I hope planted. they get, they got more than a $50 bonus for this show, <laughs> because if so,
2: like, my God, these it's. guys deserve every penny and more than what they got, I guarantee it.
0: Dark Patriot, with a kick, which takes down JT, slams his head into the pipe. Pipe! Smith holds on for dear life, teetering over the edge. Patriot then throws some more powder into the eyes, before tossing him off the scaffold onto the mat. And the bell
2: rings, and Dark Patriot is your winner. So does that mean JT, Dark Patriot, chicken wire cage match? (laughs) Because, <laughs> I mean, JT's got to get is. his win at some point. He got thrown off the, the uh, eagle's nest, uh, which is, you know, where the announced table is. And then, now he's getting thrown off the scaffold after all these powders and, and drawstring chokes.
0: Post-match, JT is up, but he is wobbly as he holds his knee in pain.
2: And I'm actually legitimately afraid for his knee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, man.
0: Yeah. Patriot climbs down and drags Smith into the crowd still beating on him even hitting the ref with a chair patriot's a wild wild man dark patriot then drags jt back to the ringside hitting him with a chair
2: before we head off to our next match he's dark patriot i need, we need a we need a chicken a, wire cage match baby very dark place mhm i want justice for jt
0: <laughs> so we get our fifth match stan the lariat Hansen. And Terry Funk versus Abdullah the Butcher and Kevin Sullivan in a bunkhouse match.
2: Look at all the look at all these big names here. That's a lot. That's like the four most famous guys in a ring in an ECW ring so far. Absolutely. Funkasaurus. Mm-hmm. Oh Abby. Kevin Ke- Sullivan. Kevin Sullivan. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Stan Fucking Hansen. Yeah. The suppose I think I talked about this recently, but I learned that, I guess, Stan Hansen was, like, pretty blind, Uh, and he also, like, you know, laid it in when he worked or whatever, but some of that might just be because he couldn't see very well. Yeah. I also didn't know that Duggan couldn't see very well. Now I remember you talking about that. Yeah, because I was like, this is, that's weird. I didn't know that those guys, uh, I guess, maybe contacts were were expensive in
1: 93. They weren't on the uh, insurance plan. (laughs)
2: Yeah. They're they're, a wrestler's insurance plan. So we got our fifth match.
1: Stan, the
0: Lariat, Hanson, and Terry Funk versus Abdullah the Butcher and Kevin Sullivan in a bunkhouse match.
2: No stampede? Thank you. Okay. Just a a regular regular bunk. One one stampede is enough. Yeah, I mean, this is a who's who of people that should be in a bunkhouse match.
0: So the last time we saw a few of these guys... Abby was at Starcade ninety one, which was episode sixty four. Where he probably bled. Most definitely. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan at Great American Bash ninety one, episode fifty seven. Feels like forever since we saw Kevin. And Stan Hansen yeah, at WrestleWar ninety one, which was episode fifty three. Nice.
2: Damn, it's been a while for
0: Stan. Yeah. Damn. It doesn't seem like it's been that long. So if you remember from the last ECW show we watched, there was a promo that set this match up, and it was supposed to be Eddie Gilbert teaming with Abdullah the Butcher. That's right. Ah. But we'll talk more about that after the match. Where's old Gilby? So, match gets going and a chair is tossed into the ring, and a brawl erupts as soon as the bell sounds, with Funk hitting Kevin over the head with the chair while Abby and Hanson are on the floor. Oh my god. Terry takes Sullivan outside to brawl while Stan has rolled into the ring, allowing the butcher to help double-team Funk. Hanson's hammering away on the forehead of Abby with right hands. All four of them brawling on the floor before making their way into the ring with Stan head-slamming Kevin's head on the turnbuckle. Funk elbows the top of Sullivan's head, who then starts climbing the scaffolding. With Terry in pursuit. The butcher's starting to shake the scaffold, hoping to cause Funk to fall off, before Hanson starts brawling with him again.
2: This is a certified shit show. A real bunkhouse, if you will. <laughs>
0: hey, at least they're not having to try and get
2: someone over a cage. Oh yeah, I'm not um, I'm not mad. I'm just saying that uh, this is uh, this is uh, uh, wild
0: kevin is pounding on terry's head causing him to start slipping down the scaffold bleeding profusely Stan's choking abby with funk's help from the floor and sullivan goes out to brawl with terry funk brings another chair into the ring hitting kevin and the butcher with it before wrapping it around abby's throat yanking on it to choke him that's funk that man <laughs> The butcher with multiple headbutts on the back of Terry, but Hansen comes over and rams the chair right into
2: the forehead of Abby
0: to bust him open.
2: Just look at the man wrong. He probably gets like forehead bleeds, like people get random nosebleeds when he's like cooking eggs in the morning. <laughs> or I guess he does own a restaurant, maybe one day. Road trip. Eh. Huh? To wherever the, where the hell with the butcher lives, <laughs> so he can cook us some ribs. <laughs> I don't know if I could eat (laughs) something that Abdul Butcher took me. I I can't imagine that that's the cleanest kitchen. Nah. Sullivan grabs
0: the timekeeper's hammer and hits Funk right in the forehead with it multiple times. Terry is so blinded by blood in his eyes, he ends up grabbing the ref and starts beating on him. Oh, no. (laughs) Kevin grabs Funk and is holding him while the Butcher grabs the spike from his trunks, charging in, but Terry moves in time... Causing Sullivan to take the blow, Abby is hit in the head with a chair by Stan, and Funk applies the spinning toe hold to Sullivan, but the butcher knocks
1: him off. Kevin with a right hand, and during this time, Sullivan is really bad at hiding his blade. <laughs> <laughs> you can see him picking for a couple minutes at mm-hmm. his wrist trying to get it, yeah. and then like and this it feels is not like this is not good video. Before he finally starts bleeding from this. <laughs> he, like, not to only head.
2: did he get the blade but either it was dull or he just didn't really feel like bleeding that much
0: <laughs> all of a sudden hot stuff Eddie Gilbert rolls into the ring with a chair hitting Terry across the back with it and then slamming it over the head of the ref Hanson goes after Eddie but Gilbert escapes so Stan rolls out of the ring to chase when dark Patriot would appear to start brawling with Hanson as the bell is ringing <sighs> Gilbert
2: and Patriot sons of bitches
0: post-match stan and patriot brawl to the back where we see terry and gilbert brawling as well and we get the official announcement that terry funk and stan hansen won by dq yeah
2: because kevin sullivan was unwilling to take a pin and (laughs) abby has never been pinned in his life
0: (laughs) i'm just like it's a Bunkhouse match and you literally have done everything you can to get a DQ in any other kind of match, but, but two interference guys, is too much. Two guys coming in and
2: Hey, interference is uh, they were like, We were we weren't ready for this, we were ready for everything else but this. So the camera makes it back to the
0: ring where Sullivan is now attacking the butcher. He's probably mad that it took him so long to bleed. <laughs> so grabs the chair and hits Abby over the head multiple times. You know,
2: just probably to pop the crowd.
0: The Butcher fights back with a Spike, which brings out wrestlers from the back to try and break it up to no avail. As Kevin and Abby just keep using weapons to fight off everyone before going back to attacking each other. Then Stan and Terry come back down to find a laid out Johnny Hotbody and Tony Stetson, hitting chair shots on both of them. Sullivan and Butcher are still brawling through the crowd until they flee towards the locker room. When Hanson and Funk approach them, but all six of the men just keep brawling using chairs, spikes, hammers, and walls. ECW,
2: ECW.
0: Feel like we might get a triple threat hardcore tag team match at some point. I mean, it feels like that
2: might be what that's setting up. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe they just did it to give people what they wanted, which was violence, and they're like, "Well, we'll have a couple other heels come out, and then these guys, no, nobody has to actually." When? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, it feels like it's building up to
2: something. It felt like it did what it was supposed to do, which was incite blood and violence.
0: Which it definitely did. Yeah. So after everything kind of cleared up, Eddie Gilbert would actually get in the ring. This is not shown on the tape. Oh, this, what, was, this was edited out.
2: What's Gilby got to say?
0: He would actually announce his retirement in the ring. And this would be the last time we see Eddie Gilbert and Dark Patriot in ECW. Really? Yes.
2: Not with the direction I assumed this was going. The
0: reasoning was that Eddie had heat with the NWA. And now that ECW is the flagship promotion for the NWA, they had basically kicked him out of the booker spot. He was the booker for ECW. Uh, Mm -hmm. For Eastern
2: Championship.
0: And put Heyman as the booker instead.
2: So he was like, fuck you, I'm out. Plus, they probably obviously didn't really want to use him anyway, so... Mutual, uh, assured, not disaster, of uh, disliking of each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he announced his retirement, but he didn't actually retire. Yeah. He just went off to do other things. We will see him one more time. When we cover Smoky Mountain. Before his
2: untimely death. Oh, well, you don't want to hear that. Hmm. I'm just preparing you for that he does die. Yeah. Is it a weird death? I don't remember. <laughs> All right. Well, when we do get to our uh, our hot stuff Eddie Gilbert memorial episode, <laughs> I'm sure you've got you're gonna lay it out for me like a true crime episode.
1: I'm sure I will. Dong dong. I know that's not true crime, but I just felt like it might as well a be. right yeah, there. Yeah,
2: I could be. So we're off to our
0: sixth match. Sensational Sherry, Woo. Tigra, Angel, Don E. Allen, Hunter Q. Robbins III, and J. Six Pack Sully in a mixed gender battle royal.
2: E-C-W. E-C-W. ECW. I'm so confused E-C-W. by this. Ah, oh, just great to hear that Sherry's involved and nice to see you, Tiger back kind of thought she was pretty cute so you know there's that
0: so joey styles tells us that this match was for five thousand dollars
2: oh wow that's how much money they the house brought in i'm sure angel's done worse things for five thousand. Oh
0: come on I, I mean wasn't she the one that had her top ripped off that's what i'm trying to remember was
1: she the one or was that Tiger. No, t- no, it uh, wasn't Tiger. Okay. Tiger was in the match. Angel's the one that came down. Yeah. Yes. I think
2: Angel's the one that just came out to get her shirt ripped off, and we yeah. prognosticated Actually, she that is she was now, potentially. Now that we're talking about, uh, it because
1: a, I did that deep dive. And, a stripper. You know, I even said on that show that her name was Angel. Hmm. So, Mom? Nice to see you stuck around, Angel. Uh-huh.
2: Cue the shaggy.
0: So the match gets going with Alan shoving Sully towards Angel and Sherry, who start kicking him, and then tossing him over the ropes to the floor to be eliminated. Six packs out? That was quick. Angel with knees on Alan. Sherry's stalking Robbins around the ring. And then Angel hits a body slam on Dawn. And then tosses him over the ropes to be eliminated.
2: Y'all see how uh, smart uh, uh, Tigra is? She's just sitting on the top rope in the corner, watching it all go down.
0: The two girls team up on Hunter. Sherry with a low blow. And then the two girls start stripping Robbins
2: while Angel's boob is popping out of her gear, And uh, as all this is happening, uh, our wonderful Joey Styles says, It's the year of the woman. It's 1993. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dog? <laughs> like, you know, I like the sentiment, but I don't know that it matches up with what's what's been going on <laughs> over here.
0: Sherry's even trying to pull Hunter's boxers off, but he's able to keep them on and gets away momentarily, only to receive an eye rank as he bells over
2: the ropes to be eliminated. I also have this beautiful note. Titty out, but put back in. <laughs> Titty cannot be contained.
0: <laughs> we then see Sherry and Angel shake hands, and then Martel points out Tiger. As you said, she's been sitting on the yeah. turnbuckle. Like, of the okay, room.
2: well, we're taking care of you, because we've been working here.
0: But then she busts Angel with a right hand to knock her down. Oh, well, damn. She follows it up with a double axe handle, a hair pull and a body slam that knocks Angel's wig off. But Sherry grabs it as Freddie Gilbert climbs into the ring. Once Martell realizes that it's Freddie Gilbert, because I guess they had a little bit of a feud, if you remember from the last show, yep. yeah. Freddie and Martell had the thing, she begins to stalk Gilbert around the ring, chasing him out to the floor by leaping over the top rope and eliminating herself.
2: Ah, oh, Sherry's so great.
0: Angel then climbs up on the ropes, yelling after them, when Tiger comes up from behind and dumps Angel out for the win, and the smartest woman in the ECW locker room, Tigra, <laughs> she literally Just got to sit there. Got to sit there for five thousand dollars. <laughs> she might be the smartest one of them all. Yeah.
2: Oh, I think I'm the Tool Man because of the uh, the the bunkhouse match where they all start hitting each other with hammers and shit.
1: Maybe that's why.
2: I'm not sure. Had to, had to have a reason.
1: I'm that sounds like just
2: popped, just came to me.
1: I wanted. I can't remember which match it was, but I do remember somebody. Well, I'm guessing it was Joey Styles since he was the one on commentary, saying something about Tim the Toolman Taylor.
2: Oh yeah, that could have happened too.
1: But I can't remember. He Joey probably what made a joke about it. About... He
2: probably when the hammer got pulled out or whatever. I'm sure there was a reference. Yeah. ECW.
0: So we got our seventh match. Wild wow, Man Sal Balamo versus Sir Richard Michaels, with Hunter Q. Robbins III, in a Loser Gets Ten Lashes match.
1: So again, with the surnames on here, I don't understand why you had your Suicide Blondes that were not blonde and given Sir titles, and now this guy keeps the surname and... Was he a part of the Suicide Blondes? He was. Okay. I was thinking he was somebody different, see, that's how memorable the suicide blondes were for me. They were just...
0: It was Chris Candido and a couple guys who we have no clue who they are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess one of them was Richard Michaels. (laughs) So Sal comes out with a teddy bear and a bag with him. He then takes the mic, calling Sherry
2: down to the ring to watch his back. Is this like, uh, what is it, Norman from WCW with his teddy bear? Maybe. Is that what he's doing? Is Sal Norman? Is Norman Sal.
0: Belamo then starts throwing stuff out to the crowd from the bag while Sherry hugs the teddy bear. The match gets going and Wildman brings Michaels into the ring with a hair toss, delivers a drop kick, and starts to choke Sir Richard on the ropes. Michaels starts firing back with shoulder blocks, a snapmare, leg drop, but a rake of the eyes puts Sal back in control with a headbutt and Sir Richard all of a sudden reverses into a full Nelson, only for Wildman to escape with a booty bump and a standing mule
2: dropkick. The the Sal dropkicks defy logic. That's all. That's all, really. I'm always impressed. Sal
0: starts to wear down Michaels with a chin lock, biting him and a clothesline, but a rake of the eyes puts Bolamo on the ropes, allowing Robbins to crack Wildman across the back with his cane. A standing drop kick by Sir Richard for a two count, but the kickout sends Michaels out to the floor. But he drags Sal down, wrapping his leg around the ropes. Balamos fighting back hits a drop kick, forearms across the chest before tossing Sir Richard out to the floor. Robbins gives Michaels his cane when he rolls back into the ring and nails Wildman across the back with it, before hitting a snap suplex, multiple falling fists, an elbow drop and goes for the cover, but Sal has his foot on the rope. Sir Richard has Sal across the ropes choking him. Hunter joins in as well, continuing with a flying back elbow, rolling neck snap, and a body slam, before heading up top for a splash, only for Bolamo to move in time to avoid. Wildman then comes off the ropes with a splash of his own, for the pin, and oh the win.
2: I like the half cheers and jeers from the ECW crowd. They're pretty. They're pretty split on this. I've talked a lot of shit on Sal, but he impressed me here. Yeah, the double drop mule kick thing, and then like other like the story of this match was if there was one was a drop kick, and I I like that conceptually. <laughs> if we're gonna dig into this, is like any more than anybody should, which is like moderately what I guess we're here to do. Post-match,
0: the ref hands a strap to Sal, and he begins whipping the back of Michaels. Oh, my God. Getting to three, when Robbins jumps on his back, bringing Sherry into the ring. Take your lashes. Grabbing Hunter off, and then rolling around on the mat. All of a sudden, Rockin' Rebel hits the ring with a chair in hand, smashing it across the back of Balamo multiple times, grabbing the strap, and throws Martell away viciously. And begins to smash Wildman with a strapped, wrapped fist before Sherry is able to, to lay on top of Sal to protect him. Him grabbing sh- Sherry and just like tossing her. I
2: mean, Sherry's Sherry's tough the, as hell, and probably was like she probably, prob- probably, probably game him for him a it pussy Pro- so she, do it hard yeah, enough. Yeah, she probably was like, "Hey, don't you treat me like one of the boys?" Yeah. You know. I mean
0: like a bitch. Rebel was also the same guy that ran in and like just tore the top off of Angel (laughs) at one show too. (laughs) That's right. So it feels like this guy just maybe has an issue. Yeah,
2: like his his gimmick is misogyny. (laughs) (laughs) Not only misogyny, but violent but violence towards women.
0: And we're off to our eighth match. Sandman versus fabulous Shane Douglas with Paul E. Dangerously for the ECW Heavyweight Championship. So you're going, wait, the last time we saw the championship belt, Tito Santana had won it, but he had no-showed a match versus Douglas, so ECW just forfeited the title to Shane.
2: Oh, wow. What the hell, Tito? He was was probably like, 80 bucks isn't enough, guys. (laughs) Pretty much.
0: We get Pittsburgh sucks chants ringing out across the crowd. Oh, yeah, and... So Douglas just takes his title and starts heading back to the locker oh, room. Oh, yeah. Do it up, buddy. But the ref takes the mic and gives Shane a 10 count to get back in the ring, or he would award the title to Sandman.
2: I mean, the it makes sense with how Shane got it. True.
0: Douglas then comes running back down the aisle, sliding into the ring, where Sandman attacks immediately with a back elbow, drop kick, and a vertical suplex for a two count.
2: The most wrestling the Sandman's ever done.
0: Shane rolls out to the floor to regroup, where he drags Sandman out as well, slamming his head on the apron. Back in the ring, Sandman fires back with left hands, knees to the gut, and a small package for a near fall. But Douglas fires out of it with a clothesline and a less than superkick, followed by a snapmare and a sleeper with leverage. Sandman eventually escapes and hits some elbows and a sunset flip for a two count. But Shane comes right back with a clothesline and a snap suplex for a near fall before locking on another sleeper. Sandman tosses Douglas off to escape, but the two men run into each other for a double KO. But Sandman is up first, sending Shane hard into the corner where he hits his head on the ring post and lands on the timekeeper's table. Sandman then grabs him for a body slam, goes up top coming off with a flying shoulder tackle, but it knocks Douglas back into the ref. So when Sandman goes for the cover, there's no one there for the count.
1: Oh, the dreaded ref bump. Damn it. Pinned him like three times there, too.
0: Paul Lee rolls into the ring and goes to hit Sandman with his phone. But the surfer turns in time, knocking the phone from his hand, allowing Shane to pick it up. <sighs> Douglas then cracks it across the back of Sandman's head makes the cover as the ref is recovered for the pin, and no, No. Sandman kicks out. New phone, who dis? Sandman hits a low blow from behind and goes up to the top rope again, coming off with a crossbody. But Shane rolls through, pulling on the tights for the pin, and
2: and the win. win.
0: Post-match, Sandman stalks Douglas and dangerously all the way
2: back to the locker room. Can't wait for Sandman. To give up the surf rock.
1: Yes. I'm ready for uh, the beer doesling. drinking, kendo sticks. Mm-hmm, yeah. He just get looks so weird in man. a
2: fucking wetsuit, man. <laughs> like he is just not, does not have a surfer look. No. So then
0: we get our ninth match. The Headhunters of Headhunter A and Headhunter B.
2: And Michael Temple Headhunter C. K-G.
0: Versus Crash the Terminator and miguelito perez
1: in a baseball bat match now this might be the worst group of names ever
2: Mm. crash the terminator yeah bad name so the headhunters would
0: show up in the wwf at some point as the squat team i do not remember them they weren't in the WWF very long.
2: <laughs> were they like a job team or did they like come in and actually win? They matches? were
0: in a Royal Rumble.
2: Oh. So okay. they at least
0: showed up on a one pay per view.
2: Were I they don't... in a Royal Rumble because they needed to <laughs> fill out a
1: Royal Rumble? Yes. Basically. That sounds like a very WWE name. So, yeah. Crash the Terminator is better
0: known as Hugh Morris in WCW. Or, under his real name in WWF, Bill DeMott. He would be the trainer of NXT when it first started. Oh, okay. While Bigelito Perez would actually be part of the Los Bariquas in WWF. I'd say I vaguely remember him. He was part of... That was actually what his name was in WWF as well.
1: Hmm.
0: Maybe that's just his real name. So the announcer tells us the rules of the match... Each team would start at opposite ends of the building, and then at the end of a countdown, they would race to the ring to grab a baseball bat, (laughs) and whoever had it could use it.
2: Ah, you know, a baseball bat match.
0: Once the countdown hits zero, both teams rush to the ring, with Crash getting the bat first. The Terminator? Swinging away, but the headhunters duck.
2: Ah, They're the head hunters, not the heads that receive hits.
0: <laughs> they all end up on the floor where the Terminator swings away again, only for the headhunter to duck again. So the bat hits the ring post. Bing! They're still stalking around ringside, and this happens again on the next ring post. Bing! But Crash ends up dropping the bat this time. Cause, Bing! You know, bat hitting ring post, <laughs> Yeah,
2: that,
0: that could hurt the
1: hands oh, yeah. I'd say I think it's about that time that I actually Got a good look at him and realized Oh, that's
0: Hugh Morris The headhunter grabs the bat and begins nailing the Terminator Across the back with it multiple times Down the aisle towards the locker room Perez and the other headhunter Join the fray around the entrance With Miguelito getting a shot from the bat As well Perez is thrown into the wall More bat work from the headhunters to both men One of the headhunters begins to drag Miguelito back towards the ring, grabbing a chair along the way to slam it across the Terminator's back. And we are told by Stiles that Crash just sent the other headhunter through the wall. Perez is run into a ring post, and more shots from the bat. And Miguelito is busted open before the
2: headhunter and Perez roll into the ring. I forgot about the wall spot. Do they not? They
1: show it later. They just—they show the hole in the wall. They show the the wall. Yeah, yeah.
2: Crazy they didn't catch that on camera, but, you know, whatever.
1: they're fighting in the dressing room.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Terminators join the fray in the ring, grabbing the belt, and they start waylaying the headhunter with it. Crash drops back to the floor to meet up with the other headhunter, coming back from being thrown through a wall, who has a chair, and then smashes it across the head of the Terminator. Perez comes off the top rope with a double axe bat to the head of the headhunter. Because he had the bat in the hand. Yeah, yeah, axe bat. Every single person's... Is it an axe? Is it a bat? Every single person's busted open now, and they all have weapons using them on each other, all around ringside, even going into the crowd. Perez and a headhunter end up back in the ring, where Miguelito ducks a bat shot and hits a spinning heel kick. Goes for a springboard moonsault, but he completely misses, but makes the cover for a 2
2: <laughs> He wasn't supposed to completely miss. He just did. He he went to the high flying school uh, that Too Cold probably also is an alumni of.
0: Crash and the other headhunter are back around ringside while Perez and his guy start climbing the ladder to the scaffold.
2: Headhunter, insert number here. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> tell you which one was which. Yeah. There's no distinguishing marks to tell them apart.
1: Yeah, when everyone's bleeding, it doesn't Just make it any big easy. Big old dude and big old dude. Yeah. Abdullah the Butcher's twin sons or something
0: <laughs> Miguelito is kicking at his headhunter from above causing him to lose grip and crotch himself on a rung of the ladder of the scaffold
2: you gotta be careful buddy
0: in the ring the Terminator is taken down by a powerbomb and the headhunter goes up top only to miss an elbow drill Crash hits a power slam and heads up top for a moonsault but misses as well When the headhunter moves.
2: That one was supposed to go like that.
0: Clothesline, body slam inside the ring by a headhunter, while Perez and the other headhunter are fighting with a chair on the outside. Inside the ring, that headhunter goes up top and hits a moonsault. (laughs) For
2: the pin and And the the win. win. I love these big guys doing things that they shouldn't be doing. Or shouldn't be able to do. or definitely, even if they're able to do it, most of the time... Shouldn't should shouldn't shouldn't be doing even if they're like really good at it, they should not be used it should be used very sparing <laughs> sparingly, if at all.
1: Yeah. Big dude. Climbs I'm sure up Roman to the top Reigns rope. could probably I'm do it. He yeah. jumps off and does a splash. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. I don't expect him to do a fucking moonsault. Yeah.
2: Roman Reigns can probably <laughs> do a salt. You know what wouldn't benefit uh Roman Reigns doing a moonsault? Roman Reigns getting over, <laughs> like, which has been hard enough to do in the first place. But like it's just one of those things, like you got to have some rules in wrestling, because everything is elevated by everything else. So if everybody does a moonsault, then the moonsault doesn't matter.
0: Post match, the two teams continue to brawl all around the arena and towards like the wall where all the yeah like, where, the, the... Can't, where the camera is set up and everything until the headhunters finally bail back to the locker room and Crash and Prez raise their hands as we fade to black. So I ask you, gentlemen, what are your overall thoughts of Ultra Clash 1993? Easy watch.
1: Yeah, it was quick. It had some eh, stuff, but for the most part, it was—I'd say the the best ECW show that I've I've watched thus far. Yeah, nobody overstayed their welcome. I was confused by the. The baseball bat match being on last instead of the championship, but
2: that's just because they needed. Um, they they're doing this extreme. They're getting into the extreme part of it. Like this was a lot more wild than the ECW shows we've watched. Eastern Championship Wrestling, but this isn't quite as like extreme as no. as a as, like you know we're we're getting there. we're getting there for sure. We've been getting there, and we're like on the cusp for sure but you gotta give the people what they want and they want baseball bats i mean we
0: get some debuts we get some legends yeah and we get quite a bit of the extreme definitely Heyman in his first go with booker
1: has ecw on the right path
2: Mm -hmm. that's for
1: sure just gotta get rid of some of these weirdos which they'll be dropping off here Wildman
2: Sal's double mule dropkick thing. Oh, He's comparable to Hacksaw Jim
1: Duggan for me, though.
2: <laughs> I, I, I was hating on Sal, but, <laughs> you know, I got to give people their props when, uh, when I'm surprised. Sandman actually looked a lot better Good. as far as, like, a wrestling match goes. Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? There, there, there. All right, fuck you. I
0: think it's time we smart it up. So what are some of the best moments of the show? Hmm, that scaffold match.
2: Scaffold match uh, was incredible, and then it's, like, kind of tied for first because I love the Destroyers match for some reason. Don't know why. I guess it's because I was, like, rolling my eyes as soon as I saw the, like... Graphic for it. And then they had a wrestling match that was like the most wrestling match on the show. And it was like in like the psychology was fucking decent. it was yeah. it was a legit wrestling match. Oh, absolutely. and probably the most legit wrestling match on the show. and uh, I really, really liked it. but the scaffold match was legitimately a nail biter
0: when j.t. Smith hits that drop kick on the.
2: Sca- I'm just <laughs> yeah. like, They don't, like, everything they do up there...
0: I'm scared for their lives. Yeah.
2: Everything they do up there is really ballsy. It's ballsy to just be up there in general and try to put on a worked match, but they really do more than anybody should or you would even want them to do. It was really... It's probably... it's, It's like, for the... The balls that they had on them—it is the best match on the show. Definitely,
0: yeah. Um, the headhunter doing the moonsault, like, like we just, <laughs> literally, we just like they shouldn't do it. Shouldn't do it. <laughs> but when but he do, fucking did it.
2: When he did it, and it was pretty. Yeah, it was a good moonsault. It was better than yeah. old, old uh, Perez uh, miss salt. The, yeah, his miss springboard <laughs> moonsault. Yeah, salt. and Perez uh, looks quite quite a bit more the athlete.
0: I actually really liked the first match, the Public Enemy match.
2: Yeah, because Public Enemy Public Enemy kind of went in there, and they, like, Steiner brothers it with just, like, yeah. n- they, like, subtract even more, like, wrestling from a heavy-hitting Steiner Brothers match. These guys just went in there and did, like, slam senton slams and, like, you know, stuff off the apron to the floor. They basically, like, suplexed and flipped these guys into oblivion and crushed them, but... They looked good doing it, even was... though they should not be wearing fucking double XL Lakers gear <laughs> or
1: whatever. Hey, that was that was the style, man. Yeah. Now, guess... the only the only time I had really seen them before was their stint in WCW, and WCW didn't really know how to handle anything that came from ECW. So no, they didn't. Yeah, no, I I didn't know that until years later, but yeah, compared to what they. Uh, they became in WCW it was good to see them here actually as a powerhouse team and not just some gimmick of two guys coming down woo 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 and on their way to the ring
2: yeah like their stuff wasn't super crisp but it was heavy and impressive and looked intimidating even though they were wearing those goofy things and they're like baggy clothes so even like even if they did the things really crisply you wouldn't be able to tell anyway because they've got like, like I said, like double XL, triple XL, like basketball gear on. It would just be floating in the wind.
0: How about most disappointing? Um... I don't know.
2: I think the show was like legitimately really fun. There was nothing here where I was like, I mean, we've the... watched so many of these where I'm just like bored out of my mind. I don't think any of these matches bored me or really outstayed outsta- their welcome in any I mean, real I think the way.
0: The bunkhouse match got real close. Yeah, to being too long. Too long.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, I knew,
0: I knew exactly what was going to happen in that match. And it was just, gonna I, be was like, I was like, it like four guys just brawling yes. and blood and so I, I got exactly what I expected to get. But if
2: it went another two minutes, then you would have been like, ah. But oh, it was on the, it was on the edge. It was
0: on the edge of just going from okay to uh, yeah. Please, I've had enough. Quit.
2: Yeah, I'm done with this. Especially considering, like, they had another one of these coming up, so they really did give them the right amount of time with this, like, baseball bat match and the scaffold match. Like, there's a a lot of gimmick matches here. I mean, every
0: every match is pretty much a gimmick match. Yeah,
2: but it doesn't feel...
0: For some reason, it doesn't doesn't feel feel like... It doesn't feel gimmicky because in ECW, there's really no rules to begin with.
2: Yes. It doesn't feel like, you know, like a TLC thing where it's like, well, why are they having the table match? It's like, well, because they because that, one, that guy's mad at that guy, and we have a whole show called Tables, Ladders, <laughs> and Chairs, so we need to have the match. For some reason, this seemed to be more palatable in its menagerie of gimmicks.
1: I'd say for me, most disappointing would be either Kevin Sullivan's blade job, <laughs> because you're yeah. a trained professional, you should be able to do that.
2: Yeah, maybe he had Without. one too many. He was like fifty bucks. I'll, you know, <laughs> I'll yeah. I'll just have all these fans buy me a beer, and you know, I'll get to the blade eventually.
1: Or just even the Tommy Cairo Hitman match. Edition. Oh yeah. I mean, out of every match, that's probably the most forgettable about that match. That yeah. is
0: definitely the most forgettable match. Yeah. Like, if that match isn't on the show, I'm not. I'm not disappointed. I'm if not you, disappointed. If you
2: think about this match, this show we just talked about, that was the only match that didn't go through my head while I'm sitting here thinking about, well, what did I like here? That one didn't even <laughs> forgot right. it even happened. How about best performer? I mean, I'm giving it to J.T. Smith because yes, I mean, J.T. Smith didn't have to do that. No, shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> he, should, he should. Yeah, he should not have done it. He didn't. And like, he give, give him a bonus, Polly. Like he did the scaffold match, but he did went above and beyond. Like these have happened before. He's seen them. He's seen tape of the of these kind of matches before, and he went out there and kind of you know made everybody look like a scaredy cat. (laughs) 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 And maybe he's stupid for doing it, but he did it either way, and uh, it's impressive, and it made him just really compelling. It's really one thing for. A match to be compelling but it's another thing for a match to be compelling that is on like a degraded vhs tape put on wwe network like when those start to pull you in like you know they're doing you know something something like special is happening yep anything
1: surprising old big boy and his moonsault moonsault big boy the, just the the scaffold match too my Again. brothers d1 and d2 Having a wrestling <laughs> that, match that might actually be the most surprising True. thing. Did
2: not expect a wrestling match, and not only a wrestling match, but a solid, work. solid wrestling Just match all the way through. Like psychology, psychology moves, and like it not being done poorly. It was like a as solid as a like mid card, quote unquote wrestling match. Yeah, can be. I think absolutely.
1: Anything else? Just the fact that. The last time we watched, Tito won the championship, and then he's just pff, gone. Didn't show up to a show. That's that's not the Tito. That's That's not a Tito Santana that I know. Tito
2: also might have been one of those things where he's like, oh, Paul's going to make me blade. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not True. Tito style. He's, yeah, like, he's put in his reps and this isn't the kind of wrestling that uh you know or maybe he, he thought he was in. gonna
1: get to lose it to another legend and then they said no we want you to drop it to shane douglas and it's like he's Please. like yeah shane douglas isn't isn't, <laughs> isn't uh quite shane douglas yeah. if it was rick martell maybe Oh, uh, see look we could have had a rick martell even uh, he could have made his way over it. i don't know if he eventually does but damn it we could have had one more Strikeforce oh, little, strike force with a little something strike force
2: blood tag match there's a, three, a three-way a with Stan Hansen and right. Terry Falcon. Maybe I'm more <laughs> disappointed in it than yeah. I thought. Two of these things are not like the other.
0: Making their
2: way to the ring.
0: It's trivia time. Oh, shit. So this week, the category is The Numbers Game.
1: The Numbers Game. One like million
2: dollars.
0: So the answer this week is not a number. Okay. <laughs> I know. It seems weird. So the first to buzz in with the correct answer gets five points Kay. without multiple choice. If we go to multiple
2: choice, it goes to three points. First game, but it's not a number. It's probably the year of the show or something. It's the name of the wrestler. Oh. One,
0: two, three Okay. <laughs> 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 the question is, in the 80 shows that we covered, from 83 to 92, which wrestler did we watch wrestle the most times? Oh, wow. Hmm.
1: 1983 <laughs> to nineteen ninety.
2: It's one of those things where it's like, well, it's not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> And it could be Ric Flair, but I don't know that it is. Thinking. It could just also be just something really wild. I mean, it could. Stings hurt all the time.
0: <laughs> That's the oh. process
2: of
1: elimination here.
2: I know, we're helping each other out in a way, but like, it's a pretty
1: wild question. Do we want to go straight for it, or are you leaning on multiple choice? I think I have to lean on multiple yeah. choice, considering my point situation. Do you have one that's standing out? In my head? Yeah. As a possibility? Not really, because as soon as he starts naming stuff, yeah. I might be like, damn. <laughs> yeah, let's go multiple choice. Why I'm not?
2: cool. I am cool with that. Okay, we're going multiple choice. Cue the, um, multiple who wants to mili- win a million... What's that show called? Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? The <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Well, you know that sound. Dum-dum. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so your multiple choices are... Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan... Randy Savage, or Sting? (laughs) Ric Flair. That's my answer. Michael rings in with Ric Flair, and that is the correct answer. I should have went
2: for the five. I was like, it's got to be Ric Flair. But I was like, it could be somebody that's not at the top of the card easily. But it was like, well, 83, we get Starrcade. two, Two years until WrestleMania, Hulk Hogan leaves all the time sting is hurt all the time and randy savage is still kind of flighty it seems like it seems like he's there more consistently than sting or hogan in a way but it seems like there's plenty of shows that he's not on and, but rick flair's always there i thought that the, there was going to be like a a guy in I was there waiting
1: for like a bret hart to be yeah, thrown in there because, yeah something but weird. then i have to re- keep reminding myself it's like, After the D, Greg
2: Valentine, and I'm like, that, that doesn't
1: sound right, maybe it's right. Yet. King of wow. the Ring hadn't happened during these first 80 shows. Yeah.
0: Well, I do have a bonus question for you. Ooh. How and we many? will use Price's Right rules for this one. Okay. Cool. For two points, how many times did we see Ric Flair wrestle?
2: I've got my number. Just the first number I thought of.
1: I also have my number. Do we need to write them down? Yeah, just
2: same at the same time.
1: Ready, set, 21 Oh,
2: 73 Sorry (laughs) I was ready for go 73? Yeah, it was a lot Big number That is a big number (laughs) It sure is
0: So we're going to go with Shane gets the two points (laughs) Because
2: the number It's funny that he said 73 Because it's It's 37 (laughs) 37. (laughs) I don't know why I said 73 Maybe I I just have like Not only uh, shit for brains But dyslexia and see, I was trying to think
1: back, all right, we had this question about whose music we have we listened to the most times, how many times was it, and...
2: I had this dumb thing where I was like, oh, well, we watched like 80 shows Is that we were covering, so I was like, oh, 73, I was like, oh yeah, half of those are WWF, and two or three are like AWA or like miscellaneous, so I don't know, that was... My issue was I needed to cut the 80 in half. I had the 80 fresh in my mind. Like...
0: I'm going to give you one more bonus question oh this week. Oh. And each one of you can score one point for each name you can give me. For need to write for it down? The, yeah, probably need to write this one down. For the rest of the names in the top five of wrestlers... Of matches. Really? Of wrestlers. matches that we've watched. So you can each get... Four more points. Ric Flair was number one. Yeah. There's four more wrestlers. I am looking for their names. Four or five. Sorry. <laughs> the next
2: there's, four. There's
0: the next four names. Oh, okay. Ric Flair's number one. Yeah, yeah. I want two, three, four,
2: and five. That's good. We'll just go back to this one. You got yours? It's not Honky Tonk, man. <laughs> um. Still thinking over there, Tim? Yeah, I don't know what that
1: last... I'm to just make sure this is what I want. Yeah. I'm having time to think. No, no, no thinking. <laughs> Screw it. I'll just go back to that one cuz I can't think of anybody else.
2: <laughs> I know I'm having trouble thinking of anybody. I'll just I know it's not right. I'm just going to put it down for the hell of it.
0: All right. So we got our answers. Shane, who are you for?
1: I have Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, Lex Luger, Ricky Steamboat.
2: And Michael, what do you have? Hogan Savage Sting Luger. So
0: all right, let's let's start at five. Okay. Let's start from the top bottom Bo- work our way up. Okay. Um. Number five on the list is Randy Savage Sad. with thirty two matches. Dang. Number four on the list, Rick Steiner Ooh, with thirty three matches. That is a good one. I should I, I should have thought about my that. boy
2: Rick. I'm a huge Rick fan.
0: And second and third place are tied at 34 in Sting and Arn Anderson. Arn, almost I almost picked Arn. Arn over
2: Lex. That's crazy. <laughs> Didn't think of Rick, but I did think of Arn. No, I wasn't thinking of little Rick
1: Steiner. So
0: Shane gets one more bonus point with the guess of Savage. Michael gets two more bonus points for Sting and Savage. I knew the Arn Anderson and Rick Steiner would
2: yeah, those are good. Up a little bit yeah uh rick i would have never guessed even uh-huh. though we had you know he showed up before his brother and i love him dearly and then arn i was just like arn's just always there but there's been shows without arn on them there have been yep same with Savage and thing Starcade 1990
0: <laughs> the tag team tournament round robin oh yeah savage being in Wrestling Classic. Wrestling Classic and also WrestleMania 4. 4.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. That's where he got a bunch of things. And, you know, oh, Friday night main event and those random shows. Next week, Fall Brawl 1993.
2: (sighs) At the Fall Brawl? At the War Games? Fall Brawl with the War Games at the 1989. We're going somewhere. I don't know where it is. Going to Houston, Texas for it. Texas mm-hmm.
0: Music from this week's show is Speed Zone by First Call Music And
2: Headhunters won the match <laughs> Did they play a song? Or I guess they didn't have the rights to it Looking at it here Probably not <laughs> uh,
0: But their music that they liked to play was Psychotron by Megadeth
2: Dave Mustaine himself Interesting The uh, fifth member of Metallica <laughs>
0: If you like this episode or any of our other ones please go out there and rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play or wherever you find your podcasts at. As Michael likes to say five stars or no stars. You can always email us with any questions, comments, concerns or recipes. Yeah. Give me some recipes.
2: Yeah, you, especially the Philly crew. Yeah. Yes,
0: if you know something from <laughs> Pennsylvania, for
2: sake, Georgia, please. New York,
0: Look us up. Yeah.
2: I got, maybe we can uh, get some of those spaghetti o dollar slices. Oh, please. Mmm. <laughs> Sounds good. And you can do that at our email,
0: wrestlinghistoryx at gmail.com, or on Twitter, oh, wrestlinghistox. That's wrestling H I S T O X. Hey. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Later. Oh, was that Kevin Sullivan? Is that you as Kevin Sullivan? I don't know what Psychotron sound like. So oh, that, nice. that was just my best guess. No,
2: Kevin Sullivan. He's evil